Hi everyone, this is Divya, the CEO and founder of Dialogue Room and welcome to season 2 of our podcast. I am extremely kicked to start this because I have thought of an angle and I want to focus on startups, uh everything to do in the startup sector and today we're starting with the edtech sector which is personally very close to me and I feel during covid that is one of those uh you know sectors in the startups that has just propelled and changed the game. If you combine education and technology in India it was still a long game and covid has just made everything so much more quicker we're so ahead in the curve already because of it. So you know some some good things. So to introduce my first speaker of season 2 I want to welcome Shreyasi Singh the founder and CEO of Harappa Education. Hi Shreyasi and thank you so much for being here today. Hi Divya and thank you so much for having me. So big big fan of Harappa Education like I think my voice is so gleeful right now because I'm so excited to have you on board. Um you know of the whole concept uh you know reimagining the higher education right the Harappa habits form a crucial learning path to sort of achieve professional success. It's user friendly the courses it's something that you know you're learning from mentors like people in X McKinsey people who've actually been there done that and the content is just fantastic and everything sort of come together in such a beautiful website in such a beautiful way so kudos to harappa and it's just doing so well but i wanted to go a little back in the game shreyasi hmm. obviously you know establishing something like harappa it must have almost been like there needs to be a major overhaul in the indian education system right there was a need for something like this yes of course and you know uh, yes of course um and th- first of all thank you so much you know you're an entrepreneur as well um and you, it if obviously does feel very very special when somebody appreciates what one has created with as much enthusiasm as uh, you and your team have done so thank you so much um of course i think it's uh, i mean we certainly like to believe that what we're trying to do at harappa is exciting ambitious and bold um and uh, of course building anything takes a lot of effort and 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 we do have a ref- we do have a refreshing take on higher education if you see a lot of a lot of the other edtech or online learning platforms uh they certainly become i mean i think they're great and I, 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 we're all seeing the revolution um that you know technology is enabling in education uh in terms of accessibility affordability convenience learner autonomy all of that but still um in in several of the large ones they are taking curriculum which is which exists in formal higher education systems whether in schools or in colleges and is bringing that online and and genuinely i think that is a worthy attempt and initiative as well for a country like india where we have to educate uh, so many people i think what we find very exciting about harappa uh, for sure is actually the curriculum and the way that we have conceptualized and imagined the curriculum isn't something that fully exists even in the best formal offline or traditional higher education systems i think the consequence of some of the cognitive social and behavioral skills that we speak about to focus on at harappa are the consequence of really high quality education but they aren't called out for the kind of skills or or, or they have they haven't been called out in the way that we are calling it out at harappa so we are very excited about simply one problem that there is a set of skills that you need both for professional success but equally as importantly for personal growth that just does not get addressed by schools and colleges and 
because of that lack of that um, this need being addressed, individuals suffer, the teams they work in suffer, organizations suffer, um, and of course, a, a country's human capital suffers. So that is the problem that we set out to solve. And the, that inquiry and that investigation led us to create sort of the Harappa Habits curriculum of these 25 cognitive, social, and behavioral skills, which we believe will give people uh, the, the training that they need both for career success as well as personal growth. No, uh, yeah, thank you so much for sort of like taking us and walking us through it. And you're absolutely right. Like, you know, some set of professional skills are required. And a lot of people only realize that when you step into the industry, like being a lawyer myself, when I welcomed myself in the law firms, I realized there are so many little nitty details that were never even conceivably thought to be taught in an LLB degree. Right. Uh, do you feel a lot of this is sort of come from a bit of a Western approach or maybe an MBA kind of a case study on some courses in that? Um, I don't know exactly. I, I don't think it's a Western uh, construct or anything. I think we have to look at our own education systems also. Um, I feel we've been very content led and very content driven um, in the way that we have thought about education. And it's been more delivery and dissemination of information and content, content rather than true learning. Um, and I think just the importance of these skills haven't been in evangelized enough or understood enough. So I would it at that. In fact, the MBA possibly is poss- one degree in which a fraction of these skills are at least spoken about. Because I think in the you know in setups like that, um, there is still a greater understanding that you need those skills to be able to work with others, communicate effectively, and solve problems. So, um, I but I think it's as true like you talked about law. I feel like you know when people are doing medicine, right? I mean, right. emotional um, intelligence, uh, the ability to listen i mean the ability to establish trust the ability to establish uh, uh have a relationship with the patient right these are all core skills that i i don't think most of our uh, people who are studying medicine or have studied medicine have been taught so i think just this layer of the way any individual whatever profession that they have engages with the world around them and with people around them um uh, has has got lost in this bit for only functional and technical training. I don't. I. I don't want to dysfunctional and technical training. I think we all need that as well. But to believe that that is the only thing we need is is the problem that we're trying to fix at Harappa. I think in the Indian education learning system, you know, grades, um, you know, report cards, all these marks, this is really like, it's very key to someone's growth and getting a job, you know, like I, I, it goes, takes me back to my mathematics teacher who would constantly tell me that if I can't do maths, I will lead nowhere in my life. But uh, coming from the point I brought up in the beginning on like COVID, right? Um, it has really propelled the education industry, the ed tech. Like I was reading an article that said that you know it's pushed it to uh, like in a matter of couple of months we've been able to achieve what we would have originally in seven to eight years so have you seen like a little like you know just out of curiosity how how has covid affected uh harappa right now 
No, absolutely. And I don't know if that quantum of the time travel that COVID has sort of propelled um, uh, EdTech into is three years, five years or seven years. Nobody can ever know. But certainly it has provided a very, very strong tailwind and a very strong fillip um, and mainstreamed it essentially, right? Like it's become absolutely mainstream conversation, um, uh, which even for five months back, uh, people were skeptical about. Uh, we've benefited at Harappa as well. We've, we've benefited from that tailwind. Um in, in, in several ways. One, of course, our business model was to go to campuses, which is sort of colleges and universities, as well as to corporates and either acquire cohorts of students from campuses or acquire cohorts of, you know, teens and employees um, uh, from and train them. Uh, in that, we used to. There was a lot of skepticism to towards uh, online in the higher education space, of course, right? Because there was so much of status quo. That has had to change overnight for universities uh, because they have they are actually only remote right now. And and so you know the the kind of conversations that we have with university administrators, uh, whether it's deans, vice chancellors, it's it's of a very different quality and texture. There's much more a spirit of, you know partnership right that we are all in this together and then you know we have to do what's best for the students it has forced everybody to embrace much more of a growth mindset because what choice does anyone have but to change um and be disrupted so i think from a quality of conversation of course it's made a big difference and you know from a diminishing of skepticism and a much more collaborative conversation that is the first thing essentially that it has changed for us second we you know we we didn't have a b2c or directly to individual model before um, COVID and we thought that we would get to it maybe next year we felt there was enough of an opportunity in a B2B business uh, not to go towards uh, directly to learners but we realized um, in in mid-March or actually by end of March just as we all went into lockdown to say that obviously this has created a special moment right Um, an opportunity and people are spending much more time on their machines they're all at home there is this thing for upskilling so we actually accelerated um, our plans to go b2c or go directly to learners which is you know, and now, and now people can go directly and buy Harappa courses, which would not have happened for sure if COVID had not happened. Yeah. It would not have happened in 2020-21. No, agreed. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of startups are realizing there is, you know, you need to change around your model. And if, if there's an external force making you do it, you should be able to. So like for you turning B to B to B to C. Um, also, like, you know, I noticed another thing, like Harappa is fairly new compared to a lot many more ed techs in the game, right? It was founded in 2018 and you've been bootstrapping for the last two years. And now finally, I think James Murdoch has invested in Harappa, which is also equally exciting because it's the first ever time I think James Murdoch has invested in uh, EdTech in India. So, but bootstrapping itself is, is this, you know, inane concept that you know you have to do it, but it's really hard to figure out. You know, you need to be very, very careful on the outflow of money. So any tips here for our listeners on bootstrapping a startup? You know, uh, I I do want to be honest to say that I'm very deeply conscious of the privilege um, uh, that we've had and I've had as a co-founder and the CEO of a business like this. Of course, while we're, you know, it would be called bootstrap, the fact is Pramath and I are not 25, 26-year-old out-of-college kids, right? Um, uh, you know, I, and, and the fact is that Pramath invested um, his personal capital and wealth in in this bootstrapping um, and, and, and has done so, obviously, you know, after having a 30, 35-year-old career. So, in that sense, um, uh, I, I I don't think I've experienced the how brutal bootstrapping can be for a new 
um, and a young entrepreneur right. who might not have had access to so much. I think I've been very lucky and have had no reasons to complain. And um, I think Pramath was very, uh, I think we were very committed. I think the one thing that we were very committed on is building something high quality out of India, for sure that you would not be able to distinguish whether it's come, which is why, you know, we spend so much time on the UI, UX, on the brand identity, on, on design, because um, I think just in the garb of education, you can't give people uh, anything that is poorly produced. So, of course, you have to be, uh, and as a co-founder who who knows that the other founder is capitalizing the business, there is a very, and, and if that person is also a mentor and a guide and a friend for you, you do feel a very, very strong sense of responsibility towards somebody money because you know that that, that money could have, you know, secured that person's retirement, right? right. And we were bootstrapped for two years, but almost very quickly we got the investment right so 2018 is when we were incorporated as a company 2019 april is when we went live to the world and by december 2019 we had raised the money so Amazing. in that sense it was yeah in that sense it was uh, quick. i don't know what we would have done actually i mean this is how you know you feel privileged that you know i'm thankfully that um, investment happened because the fact is that on the b2b side while covid has done what it has done april and may were very tough months from a revenue perspective for everyone yeah. right because especially because we had a uh, we had a b2b business as well which we continue to do uh, nobody everybody was shell shocked right nobody's going to be spending money in corporates on 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 uh, training people so uh, yeah, thankfully yeah. we had that and it and it just sort of came together for us otherwise we would not have been able to capitalize on this um, momentum and yeah. do things fast and quickly if we didn't have the money so, uh, you know, again, a bit curious here as, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, you joined Mr. Pramatrat Sina early on. Like, was this like this partnership going from the very beginning? Yes. So, um, you know, origin stories are very messy. Uh, it's, it's really tough to sort of, you know, describe them in uh, two sentences. But what happened was, and Pramath and I worked together for, say, about 10 years. Um, okay. I used to be a journalist before, and um, I was the editor of the Inc. magazine in India uh, for four years. And, and that's where my love for entrepreneurship and my fascination for entrepreneurship began um and and uh, and Prabhat was the publisher of that magazine right so i think we had a uh, uh, we had a great working relationship then he's like hey listen you want to do something entrepreneurial i want to do something in online learning why don't we do this together and even then i wasn't very sure and you know what was going to happen and then a friend of mine told me and i quote this incident often he said if not now shreyasi when if not <laughs> Um, this then what and if not with him then with who you know <laughs> yeah. actually those that, are very that, good that, three questions <laughs> I feel like those should be like entrepreneur questions engraved in people's head <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I think that just made it clear and um and again I think you know people must call out their own privilege and I I try and do that. I'm sure I don't call out all of my. I'm sure I have delusions of uh, everything happening because of how smart and uh, and how much I deserve everything that I'm getting. But you know, also from a sense of uh, the fact that you know my my husband is a very successful entrepreneur. Um, the fact is that you know I can take I. I have been able to take chances in my career and navigate and, you know, take sort of what people would call um, um, risks or, uh, you know, exciting detours because, you know, I've had that support at home as well. And I think uh, these are uh, these are important things to call out. And so that's how we came together. And then from July 
2000 August September 2017 till March 2018 when Harappa was incorporated you know we essentially spent those five or six months in trying to understand what edtech was right? Um, right really what was online learning and within that what was our point of view so those seven uh, months yeah those seven months essentially helped us decide that we will stay with learning for adults we will not go into the k-12 space we will develop our own curriculum because the crisis of education in india is poor quality curriculum and we didn't want to distribute other people's curriculum um and third that we were not going domain and functional and technical skills but we'll go towards sort of the kind of skills that harappa focuses on and from sort of there on um it's been great it's been a wonder i mean it's a it's a wonderful partnership that we have. Yeah, I think uh, I was actually going to bring up that question that, you know, because India is home to like over 4,000 edtech startups, how do you even manage to stay ahead of the curve? And those three points that you highlighted on how you're differentiating yourself at Harappa actually uh, makes sense. Because, you know, I was going through that, you know, the edtech list, you know, and a lot of them do function and provide, uh, you know, curriculum for the K-12, K-11, you know, IIT, G preparations. And there is a lot in that space. And I think that's where Harappa comes in and goes, hey, but what about EQ skills? What about these different kind of skills that are never, you know, kind of unheard of in a traditional curriculum education of India? Um, But, you know, taking from that, EdTech is booming, right? Wherever you see, there is a webinar right now. You know, there is a lot of competition. Um, LinkedIn Learning is started. You can go live on LinkedIn. You know, uh, there are people from like, you know, Rajan Anandan to who all doing webinars. So there is a lot of free content and very high quality content available suddenly in the market. So how are you sort of dealing with that right now? I think it's a fantastic question. And I I think with true learning, of course, I think mere access to content can provide, you know, epiphanies and learning for a curious, motivated person at the right moment in their times. You know, I I, I think learning again is messy. Sometimes we've learned more from books and uh, and a movie or a song or a podcast in, you know, your case, in my case, than we have from sort of many years of education, formal education, right? Uh, So not at at all to dis, um, uh, just the amazing amount of content that is available out there, which is a very high quality. I think um, there is, I do feel people, there is space for guided learning and structured learning as well uh, for skills. So, you know, while you do serendipitous learning, which is what a YouTube could foster, um, you know, when you consume in units of our courses with interactive practices built in, um, you know, with some sense of how you're doing on these skills, uh, with a lot of um, the platform being engineered to provide you little bites of motivation and nudging so that you complete um i think all of those elements are also very important for those who do want some sort of structured learning so that is really uh, uh so so in fact we're not even in the content amazing wide content inventory game at all right in fact sometimes when we go to companies we're often asked hey you guys only have 25 courses and our response and my response to that always is listen if you know people can do get 
be better at these 25 skills they can almost do anything yeah. right um and i think a lot it's like also on netflix or amazon prime isn't it often that we go and we don't know what to watch uh, uh and you know you spend half an hour or 45 minutes looking for what you want to watch i think there is um uh, i think for the kind of skills that we speak about which haven't even been articulated enough in these manners i think just the presence of these five habits 25 skills framework i think helps people a lot to even start to think about okay these are the set of skills and these are the skills that are important so um that is our approach on it to keep it limited to keep it impactful yeah. to keep it at at a unit of course and to have a very strong sort of you know practice interactive i don't want to call it assessment but practice interactive benchmarking one's own learning along the way which just mere content yeah will i think uh extremely amazing example because i was just thinking of going on netflix and like you actually spend a lot of time and you know um just a while back i was thinking to do a coding course for example and i went on like you know coursera and there was so much and it honestly took me at least full 24 hours i kid you not to even like realize which course and why and you know you know comparisons and products and checking you know what's better but when i went on your website honestly um it's just there right what you give out and it it's not any less it's not any more it's like hey you need these skills these are the things which ones do you feel you're lacking sign up for that it's it's simple it's easy but it's required so yeah i think it was just a really really cool uh, way that you just put it out there for everyone um but you know just asking one more point from it do you feel the pie is actually big enough right now for the edtech it is a billion dollar industry or do you think the market will get saturated or is you know will there be a little bomb that we see you know going off on edtech i don't think so not at a not for online learning in edtech some companies because uh, some companies will not make it because maybe they didn't have the right product they didn't find the right fit you know they didn't have the right distribution channel marketing channel there will be that mortality will happen right as it happens in any sector it's not like every restaurant works yeah. but we all love going to restaurants right it's not like every hotel works nothing of everything works uh, and uh, i don't think that's a true measure of uh, Uh, whether it whole industry is needed at all, I I really do feel it seems cluttered already, um, which is the strange thing. But I really do feel we're at the ground floor of um, online learning, and much more will happen. And and my guess is for many things, especially I think corporate learning and training. Right, um, I I think some of those things might never come back to the. classroom model um at all and and the fact is that for too long we've believed that all you need to learn you will learn by 23 and then for 50 years you'll work without any learning <laughs> have to happen i think i think that's just not possible i mean i, I keep saying i'm a non techy non mba founder um and ceo of an internet business i you have just so much i have to learn and so much i've had to learn yeah. there's no way that i can go off, do an mba in product management come back go become do an mba to so that i can speak to my cfo I think the fact is that from twenty four, twenty five till sixty five, seventy, or till whenever you want to choose, I think there's multiple entry and exit points. Yeah, I um, agree. Into being a student, right? Uh, because you need different kind of skills at different points in your life. Uh, is 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 a huge thing so i feel like somebody could be a harappa learner if we can continue to um, uh, you know enhance our curriculum for different stages of a person's uh, life from 18 till 65 because listen 
on these skills some of the ones that we have on embracing change discovering purpose thinking critically how do when do you become perfect you never have mastery on these yeah, skills yeah, right yeah. you only keep getting better so i i i, I am uh, you know i'm not at all worried about clutter of competition and oh my gosh in india our education systems are so broken they're so inadequate they're so illiterate <laughs> yeah. they're so insufficient yeah. uh that there is a lot to do there is yeah, i agree and again very strong point and that's what we always you know i used to say out for dialogue room as well because i realized my content is not catering to a college graduate or you know someone even in the younger years it is for the professional class you know and if i compare it like people uh, you know it was just like people should want to learn more at each day and just reading a book is not going to cut it anymore you know there are so many things even being a founder of dialogue room like learning ui ux or even like setting up a template of my own website like and you're right you can't constantly keep thinking on doing an mba or a course you know it's expensive and it's not easy so you have to keep learning and that's something we need to instill in like each and every person right now over here that you know it doesn't stop learning should never stop so thanks for that as well yeah um you know just sort of reining in towards the end of the podcast uh i just wanted to know what 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 do you think the thoughts would be post covid you know once schools colleges uh do open i know like harappa doesn't cater to exactly that you know kind of uh audience but do you feel technology will still continue to play such a crucial role in education Oh absolutely I I I I don't think while while change is slow um and things don't change as fast as people think they do um and I, I, but I don't think we I I I think what we've experienced as a humanity and I think what educators have experienced and what learners have experienced in these last 6 months and please remember it it wasn't a 4 week lockdown it wasn't a 6 week lockdown for some of us for most of us we're in a 6 month right yeah. our schools and colleges are not going to open before january it's been a 9 month experience it hasn't been something that was like you know like i said a couple of days or a few weeks that you can get over it i don't think you can go back fully right um i think of course you'll go back for schools and everything has a moment you know I, by nature as a person um and certainly as an educator i don't think there is an either or and i i don't believe in those binaries there is an and right there is this and that right so there is formal school and something like harappa there is formal school and you learn guitar online or you learn coding online or you do something so i think it's i think it's a great time to be a learner honestly yeah. um uh, because i think Uh, learners have got new behaviors and the ones that who've been who've enjoyed this experience will access more of it right i think some teachers have really enjoyed it and hats off to teachers around the world um school college whatever for whom it's been brutal this sort of overnight change right that they've had to do i think some of them would have seen that they've enjoyed it i think sev- several of them will start using some of the tools that they used uh, for these 6 7 8 months that uh, they've been teaching remotely in their classrooms Uh, so i think there will be a much more sort of you know blended um uh, uh approach that is going to come I, i i i don't worry that things will go back exactly to what and i think if if at all they do it is that some things will not go back to fully offline uh, i don't worry about the march of technology going backwards um i worry for some things or i don't worry but i think some kinds of learning will never go back to being fully offline um and 
but 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 the march of technology and the use of technology um, and its benefits will continue to seed into several formats of amazing i think uh, such a great way to put it all together in a nice bow um i always like asking the people i you know do a podcast with this question and that is like what would you say your biggest mistake has been in this industry as an entrepreneur or to the other offset your biggest learning wow uh it's really tough to be pithy and profound uh, uh, when entrepreneurship is such a multi-sensorial experience yeah. right um biggest learning biggest learning you know there's a quote that i love uh, it's on my whatsapp you just whatsapp me you'll see it it's called um it, it's a quote i uh, read when uh, reading an article about jeff bezos uh, the uh, the founder yes. of amazon of course it it's a latin um, phrase that says graditum ferocitor which essentially means step by step ferociously um i, I think that's a, a that that's been very important things happen very fast and looking back to one and a half years or almost three years of sort of thinking about being an entrepreneur and here i am seems like wow these three years have gone by in a flash but some days feel so long and are so tough uh, so um you know that you have to take small steps but you take them ferociously and overnight uh, and over time things will happen um i think has been my biggest learning and you know how are you in the moment but yet imagine a very ambitious and bold thank you future. so much ryasi i think step by step but ferociously i love that and, uh, thank you again for taking us through what harappa has been and you know i think it's it's a great platform like i said like i i'm so ecstatic that i got to speak to you today first hand and develop this relationship and get you on the dialogue now podcast so thank you again for taking our time to speaking with us today thank you so much and thank you for all your encouragement and endorsement of harappa it uh, means a lot and all the best to you and the dialogue crew thanks for tuning in in today's episode hope you enjoyed it this is divya from dialogue room Don't forget our podcasts are also available on Spotify, GeoSavan, Hubhopper, Apple and Google Podcasts. Just type Dialogue Room and follow us. Thanks.